It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. So, Eric, last week uh, we were starting a new series called Tough Questions. Oh, it's a powerful series. And it was a, it's an incredible series. Uh, we mentioned, well, the first question was basically why weren't we starting that series last week? <laughs> And we mentioned that this week we would clarify what what on earth we're doing. Are we continuing the series? Are we changing the series? What's going on with tough questions? Yeah, well, the fact that we have a title to this podcast and people can see it as they're clicking on it to hear and see the answer to that probably gives away the fact that we did shift directions. We had some people playing, uh, you know, <laughs> some salesmen out there That's really right. pressing their point, wanting us to uh, keep going with tough questions. Well, uh, they are t- they are really important questions mm-hmm. for the culture and the days in which mm-hmm. we live. And it's not that we're throwing them in the trash because no. they still need to be answered. And I yeah. think it'd be really good for the church to 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 work through this biblically. So, what are we doing? What's with our it? solution? Well, we, James has his solution for it, and we've discussed possibly doing a sermon series on it because we've we've thought that if we could break it down more with the biblical framework as opposed to just a discussion style it actually might be a better format for it uh james has proposed what, what does he call it the long long form interview long conversation, form interview conversation epic that, extravaganza yeah podcast. it sounds like something he would say too yeah. And so that's a possibility too. I mean, I think right now we're leaning towards a sermon series, so that would be in a different podcast. If we do the other one, which we're we're sort of thinking, when do we have time to film that? <laughs> uh, you know, at least sermons they're sort of built into the week, so we'll we'll see. But our goal is to cover and do a tough question series. The series I'm doing this summer, which I don't know, did I uh, for Daily Thunder? Yeah, for Daily yeah. Thunder, uh, I have a, a series that's going to be going through. Uh, it was about 14 week. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. 14 week series, which usually from my side ends up being around 42, 43 episodes. And it's called monochromatic America, which is dealing with 1914 to 1974, 60 years of American history from world war one to Watergate. And I'm going to deal straight on with the issues of race of gender. Cause that's the issues of the day. And it is, uh, very tense in America in that time, which is going to lay the foundation for the world in which we live. And so I'm going to be dealing with those issues, those tough question issues, no matter what, as we progress, but not necessarily as standalone issues. Like, hey, as the church, let's address just this issue. So we're going to be dealing with it a lot. So if these are fascination points for anyone out there, which I know we heard from a few of them this week. I, don't you want to mention names too? I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so do I. But we'll, we'll restrain ourselves. Uh, people that are like, come on, you know, come on. If you love me, you would, you know, do this series right now. Don't, don't delay it. Don't delay it. But we're going to delay it just a little. And I don't think we're swapping it out for a dud. You know, I actually think that what we're doing instead is really good. Do you want to give a quick overview of what we're going to be covering over the next six weeks? Yeah. Because this series is, or this season of Daily Thunder uh-huh. in this scattered thunderstorm, whatever we're calling this three-day-a-week thing, goes for the next six weeks, and we'll take a couple weeks off, and then we jump into our summer series, which I'm very excited about. So for the next six weeks, what what are we going to be focusing on in terms of a big-picture view? Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, I think, what's our official term? Amazing... Ellerslie moments. Does that sound right? Sure. Which whether or not that's a great (laughs) title for it, we've talked about the fact that we're not getting very far in six episodes, but we're sort of getting through the foundations of what led to Ellerslie 
and the very first steps forward in Ellerslie, which were quite, I mean, there's a lot of fireworks going off when we started this. And it's a rich history that we have. Uh, and so we want to just sort of unpack that a little because that's one thing I don't know that we've ever done. We, we'll do it sometimes during a semester. Someone will, in a Q&A time, it's like, so how did this start? And it'll slip out in various uh, points. You know, even in Daily Thunder, we'll talk about something that influenced Ellerslie. Uh, but I think it'd be sort of fun just to go through the foundation stones of that. And to us, whether or not they are to everyone else, they are amazing. They're amazing Ellerslie moments because we have watched God in a beautiful way knit together something, preserve something, protect something, even when, I mean, there are mortar shells you know, landing on this small little organization daily. And to just see God preserve us and hold us up and make us stronger in and through it has been a beautiful thing. It has. <clears throat> and people ask this question fairly frequently when they're on their campus because they see the work of God here. And it's like, well, how does this begin? And it is amazing. We can read historical biographies, you know, what God has done in the lives of great Christians. And we've had several series where we've talked about favorite biographies and favorite Christian mm -hmm. moments. But to live through it mm -hmm. is a whole other thing. And there's, I can read a chapter about... George Mueller or Hudson Taylor or C.T. Studd, it's another to go, that actually is happening around us yeah. uh, while we're walking. And it's it's a lot harder to live it than it is to read about it. It is. So yeah. even to recount some of this stuff, I think for an audience listening in, could be a very deep blessing to realize that God still acts, God still moves. Um, and so before we actually jump into the first question episode, mm -hmm. just want to mention the fact that we're... Uh, we're, because we're doing a big remodel thing on our campus, uh, we are attempting to record <laughs> all of these in one go. In other words, we're going to sit down and we're just going to go through all six episodes because our poor work crew basically has to be quiet yeah. on our campus when we're here. And so to help them with the remodel system or the production, we're going to try to film it. So that being said, we're not going to change clothes. We're... We're just sitting down and... I really like that shirt. Well, I was uh, going to say the same thing about yours. Uh, we could switch halfway through. Yeah, uh, it'd be awkward because I'll be busting your buttons and you'll be drowning in my shirt. Uh, but all, all that says for people who are listening in, uh, that's why you'll be like, why are they not showering between each yeah. of these? It's, it's because we're doing it all in one, one go. So that being said, Eric, would you basically recount just the vision mm -hmm. of Ellerslie. Where did this come about? In other words, this was birthed inside of you long before Ellerslie yeah. ever started. So what was the beginning stages and, and why was God stirring you to have this vision for what is now known as Ellerslie? Yeah. So when I was in, uh, I was in college and God is going to get a hold of my life. And I'm not going to go back so far as even to say what triggered that because that's a story in and of itself, but I've been triggered. And I've seen the value of Jesus Christ. I've seen the beauty of his holiness. I want Jesus. And I grew up in a Christian home, but it was like whatever version of Christianity I was living, stink, stank, stunk. You know, it was not healthy. And it was so self-absorbed. And suddenly I've just seen Jesus. And I want to live for him wholly and completely. I'm studying to, uh, in, I'm in pre-med and I was doing really well in, in college. And I start to just let go of everything. So every day I'm just sort of surrendering things. And the final thing to surrender was my future and my calling, what I'm doing with my life. I'd never really thought of giving that to God. And so next thing you know, I'm giving that to God saying, God, if you don't want me to be, to be a doctor, then whatever you want me to be, I'm, I'm ready. In this time, I had such a craving. And I know there's so many of us out there that recognize what this is. I have a desire for an older man to take me under his wing 
and disciple me. Didn't quite know what discipleship was. I just see it in the Bible. And I sort of want a Paul, and I want to be a Timothy, and I want that guy to just care for me spiritually and be there to answer my questions. It's like, uh, sorry to bother you again, sir, but... And this idea of wearing out his doorstep. It's like, well, I want a guy to wear out his doorstep. I want to I want to watch a guy at work. I want to watch him pray. I want to just see how a guy spends multiple hours in prayer. What does that look like? Because I can read about it, but what are they doing during those couple hours? When they share the gospel with someone, what do they say? And, you know, if you were to ask me, even at the beginning of my this Christian explosion in my life, Eric, share the gospel. Uh, it's like Jesus did some good stuff and, you know, rescued you from your sin. And it's like, well, uh, well done, Eric. <clears throat> very shoddy, very, you know, uh, thin, but, you know, th th that's a beginning. I didn't have a clue about any of these things, and I wanted someone to impart it to me. So I began to pray that God would bring me an old man. That's, that's what I always called it, old man. Uh, and I had sort of a mental picture. He had white hair, and he was lanky, and uh, and he was, uh, you know, just had love in his eyes, sort of like a Richard Wormbrand. I think if I could describe it, because once I saw Richard Wormbrand, I was like, there's my old man. And I never got a chance to meet Richard Wormbrand before he died. But I sort of had that idea, Lord, maybe that's my guy. Maybe he's the one that's supposed to take me under his wing. But I craved it, and I know I'm not the only one. Even though at times I've wondered, does anyone else feel this at the level I feel it? So I remember hearing about this school. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but it was called the Arrow School. And it was these older men or businessmen that would take a young buck under their wing. And so uh, they would, he would then just serve them. They, this young man would serve the older man for a year. And whatever they asked, he would do. So if that means, hey, get me coffee, he'd do that. If that, hey, clean the toilet, he would do it. And he learned service and to be hidden. And I was like, that is, that is great because everything about my life was to be seen. And I, you know, hey, notice me. And I'm like, that's what I need. I just want to serve and be hidden for a season. And I want to learn. And the, the second year, you learn to fast and to pray as specific disciplines. And I was like, oh, that's what I want. And I had this older man that's doing it. It's like it was fitting my vision. And so I remember looking into it and you had to be 30 years old. And you had to have X amount of years in business leadership experience. And I was like, what kind of restraints are those? That's ridiculous. Because I was like, I don't know, 20 maybe at the time. And I'm thinking 10 years before I can actually be discipled, it made me sort of frustrated, to be honest with you. And I had such a craving. And I'm not saying that I didn't have any influences in my life that were giving me an element of that discipleship. It's just I craved something that was more like Okay, could Hudson Taylor just show up now and take me under his wing? Could Andrew Murray, could George Mueller, could C.T. Studd? It's like, what? Something like that, God. That's the type of man that I'm looking for. And so this is what's leading. This is all answering your question, Nathan. I know you're thinking, boy, this guy is just going all over the place. Where, how does this answer the question? I sat down and I had a burning vision in my heart. And it was a vision for what we know now as Ellerslie. And I wrote it down. I, at the time, I called it Men of Honor. And I, I envisioned what it would be like to actually, if, if, if I don't have a spot to be trained, that means there has to be other Eric's out there that want to be trained. God, what if you built something that could actually train young men to be mighty men of God? 
to learn the, the gospel that Paul preached, to learn how to live the life that Paul lived, to learn how to suffer, to sacrifice, to give up everything. Oh, imagine a training school like that, that taught you how to pray, that taught you how to fast, that taught you how to relinquish, that taught you how to be bold and courageous. I mean, you have to admit, Nathan. Yeah, I want to sign up. Yeah, this is like, yeah. this is what we want. And so there's multiple factors that are going to come in, but, and I don't remember if it was 17 pages. I've always sort of, in my mind, called it a 17-page vision. It could have been 12. It could have been 15. It could have been 24. I don't, I don't remember, but I think the reason I call it 17 is because I prayed for 17 years. Leslie and I, you know, we got married. She shared the vision too. This is what God is going to do. And we were instead traveling around the world speaking about relationships. It's like, God, well, how does this fit the vision? And so it was amazing to see how God was faithful in my life. And th one of the next questions, you know, in the upcoming ones is, how did we end up with a campus? How did this all start? But 17 years. And I think I, what I want to emphasize isn't to discourage anyone out there. But sometimes God gives us something, and it isn't so that he can just do it immediately. You see, it wasn't just that he was going to bring me into an Ellerslie where I could be trained in an Ellerslie. He wanted to sort of build an Ellerslie in me. And I would say the same thing in you, Nathan. He had to build Ellerslie in you before we could come together and be ready to lead this. It just takes years. It takes time. It takes discipleship of us. And so I prayed for five straight years that God would bring me an old man. And he didn't do it the way I thought he was going to do it. And I feel like after five years of praying, this is a daily prayer, and every daily prayer I've ever had, he's always done it. And I'm not going to say he didn't answer this. I think he did, but in a way I wasn't expecting. And that is, Eric, I've heard your prayer. Now, this isn't a quote. It's not like this dialogue back and forth. This is what I would understand God communicating to me in his own amazing way, how he communicates. But Eric, I've heard your prayer. And I'm going to answer it, but I'd like to answer it through you. Would you be the answer to that prayer for the next generation? If you allow me to build you to be that old man, then I would like to make you the answer to that prayer for the next generation. And I also felt the inference in that, that to, disciple, to get discipleship without the old man is a much harder way. And I would attest to the fact that my discipleship has been a very rough form of discipleship, but beautiful. And I think you and I sort of share this common bond here where we know we've both been roughly built. In other words, it hasn't been easy. We haven't just had the mighty men around us in our generation. We are lacking that today. But Lord, if you can do something in me and somehow raise me up in this generation, I'm speaking for both of us on this, then we commit to giving what, we, what you invest into us into those that follow and I would say that's the basis of Ellerslie right there. That's the basis of our friendship. That's the basis of our bond. That's the basis of daily thunder. That's the basis of you know every sermon we have. That's the basis of our training is God has given us something. It's not just us. There's a whole team here, but he's given us something and we know how rare it is and we know how hard fought it is to get it and we want to give it back. Uh, <clears throat> I just love that stirring and that passion. And uh, it's one of those things where I, I've thought back so many times like, boy, I, I can't imagine being a 15, 16, 17-year-old young man with the stirrings of wanting Jesus and having something like Ellerslie available. I mean, there was nothing that I knew of. Yeah. Uh, and there's God has done so many amazing things because of that vision and your faithfulness to even walk through those years of discipleship and being 
discipled by the people. I mean, we've talked about being discipled by the dead guys, uh, which sounds horrible, <laughs> but it's like, it, it's the guys who've gone before. It's the Hudson Taylors and the yeah. George Muellers and the CT studs that have deeply impacted and is in one sense has helped shape yeah. what it is today. And I, and I think for those who are listening, if, I mean, even as you're talking, I mean, I've heard this story several times, but I was like, yes, yeah, I want this <laughs> even more. And I think if someone's listening, I think it's one, just to encourage you to who are listening. One, God is so faithful. I mean, George Mueller, I think he waited, was it was 40, 50 years from when he was in his early 20s and God gave him the vision to go preach to the nations. And then he started orphanages and he's, he's now stuck in Bristol. But it wasn't until later in his life, I think it was his 70s, that God finally opened that door. And you see God's faithfulness of that vision that was implanted at an early age, but it was almost like he needed those 40, 50 years of readiness before, so that he had a message to actually go out and deliver that. That's right. And, and I think in the same sense, the fact that you had to wait 17 years actually has made this a far stronger program than had you than had it yeah. started right, you know, a year after yeah. you had the vision. Um, so I just want to say thank you for the, your faithfulness of praying and laboring and, and seeking after Christ and not forcing a rush process. Uh, but if you're listening, one, God is faithful. And two, if, if this stirs you, we would love for you to consider joining us. And, and it's not just a men's program now. I mean, it is. <laughs> we that's usually have my upcoming story. Yeah, that's right. We usually have two to one uh, with ladies uh, being here. But but if if you are wanting discipleship or if you want that old man, Eric is now starting to get some gray hair yeah, on the I'm, side. I so. do my best to cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you're, you're now becoming that, that vision in a fuller sense than you were when you started Ellerslie. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That was a very gentle way of saying that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm getting older too. Uh, but that being said, if if you're interested in discipleship or wanting to pursue Jesus Christ and learning how to study and learning how to pray and learning how to live out the victorious Christian life, we'd love for you to consider joining us for an upcoming program. And you can find all those details at ellersley.com. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.